apartment. I'm like, I'm not. <laughs> no trees. No trees in that apartment. I was thinking about getting one for our place. Hello and welcome to Bunta Vista, episode 336. I am Ben and I'm Johnny Worms. I'm Johnny Worms and I'm king of the sand. My oh. mum's a fucking witch and my dad is the king of Waterworld. I'm scooting around the sand making new friends that I'm trying to smash. With me is my best friend Duncan. It's Andrew. What's up, big dog? What's up, brother? Hey. I'm doing the shaka. We're Woo. riding on top of the worm with Johnny Worm. You're like a surfer guy, but you're from, Woo. Uh, I don't know, somewhere. Yeah. Notorious surf location, Idaho. I love <laughs> when they put uh, Jason Momoa in a movie because it seems like he doesn't belong in them. Like, yeah, like any of them. Yeah, like he no. can't He uh, he can't act no. at all, but <laughs> yeah. he seems really nice. Yeah, Even- yeah. Aquaman, where I was like, oh, yeah, this is a Polynesian man in an underwater city. Seems like he'd belong the most. Nope. He's, they got a terrible performance out of him in that movie. I love it, though. Uh, it's oh, so yeah. stupid. It's the worst, it. but it's incredible. He can't deliver jokes at all, but, again, seems very affable. But seems to be nice. fair, I don't know that he knows they are jokes. I don't know that the script knows they're jokes some mm. of the time. Yeah. Sometimes I think Patrick Patrick Wilson is the only guy who knows he's in camp stuff. Yes. Yeah. Yeah. And he loves it. Yeah. Oh, bloody hell. It's my good friend, the human computer. How about you compute these, Thufi, you big fuckhead? No, I'm just kidding. It's Lucy. Hi, Lucy. Hi, and you're you're Johnny Worm. I'm Johnny Worms. All right, so I started writing this intro <laughs> after scrapping Two different intros, and okay. I thought the first one would be I just sort of badly described June, and then I got distracted talking to you guys after the first two or three sentences, and then I kind of lost the thread of it. So but I didn't realize it was written. <laughs> All right. I wouldn't have gotten involved with the Jason Momoa chat if I knew there was a script we had to follow. Oh no, the my part is written in the looser sense of the phrase. Um, you guys, it's all improv. It's play. It's yes, it's clowning. And. Yes, okay. it's kind of clowning, jesting. Yeah. That's how we. Oh fuck! I, who was I talking to? Oh, a friend of the show, Judd. Uh, I was talking to yesterday or the day before. He was saying that one of the recurring Artie Donna bits started as an improv game that they would do together before shows to warm up and i was like oh warming up oh what like a, the what show. a crazy oh, idea don't just press record and two minutes of, after you log on we sit in silence for two minutes on our phones until all of yeah, us are ready look to at go. our phones <laughs> we say hi how are you <laughs> and then go straight into it what Could if yeah. we got ourselves fired up with improv couldn't yeah. go in colder in any way. <laughs> no. <laughs> We're like Penn and Teller. We don't have a friendship outside of this. We only <laughs> do the work. It's purely business. We all talked about what was going on with our bins. Yeah. Yeah, we covered yeah, that. Yeah, that was a whole bin story. Yeah, you guys missed out about. on a good five to six minutes of bins chat. But bin riff. <laughs> Chronologically, we can't. What if we, What if this was the first episode with a cold open? <laughs> it's like Breaking Bad. The season openers are Breaking Bad. That'd be great. You remember that show? Nope. Also with me, it's the oiliest man on Sandworld, my sworn enemy, the king of the Nazi planet. It's comedian Grace Jarvis. Hi, Grace. Hello, I'm here. Hey. I'm not a Nazi. <laughs> <laughs> Just up top. 
to make it clear. <laughs> just super on the on the on the page. Just <laughs> just want to have that on the record. <laughs> Not be- a Nazi. But you guys seen these June um, uh, popcorn buckets? Oh, the yeah. fuckable ones? Yeah. Who's, who signed the off China on that? Bucket. Am I right? <laughs> I was just looking at a photo of a man at a June screening holding the With popcorn the bucket. The shirt that says, I'm just here to fuck the popcorn bucket. <laughs> he wore that. He wore that to the cinema. <laughs> but he's also put like the, the logo on there in a way that makes it look like branded June merchandise. <laughs> so I think it's a power move. That rules. Mm, like My it. local cinema down the road, Cinema Nova, has, doesn't have the popcorn bucket, but does, they've created a chalk top that looks like the popcorn bucket. Oh, oh no. Oh, no. That's even worse. And yeah. I'm, I'm obsessed. <laughs> God damn just sort of chalk top and then lump of chocolate on top with like legs that looks anyway incredible i I think we should be doing this more that feels like a very 90s thing to me to have like a uh, like a brand like the popcorn bucket in the cup well like a plastic doodad that comes with your thing you know yeah yeah i love a novelty cinema cup yeah they don't do that anymore. But they're, they're mm. doing it not for like a kid's movie. They're doing it for Dune Part for 2. Dune. <laughs> Which seems like a strange choice. Movies are back though. The movie, the cinema the other night was fucking packed. It was was everyone hooting and hollering? Yeah, everyone was hooting and hollering. Of June was, 2. He's yeah. riding the worm! <laughs> I, went, I went to see um, The Godfather at the cinema on Tuesday, which I think is very funny to have a movie ticket that says The Godfather 2024. Um <laughs> But because it was my birthday and they were showing it and my my bit was that, like, as my birthday present to myself, I never have to hear another man say, you've never seen The Godfather before, Mm -hmm. and I went to watch it. That movie is three hours long. It's very long. I know that's the thing we know about that movie, but, like, (laughs) it's so long. And someone needs to teach those Coppolas how to kill their darlings. But, like, (laughs) it is, like, very good, obviously. And it was fun to watch it in the cinema because it all we were all like laughing at the jokes and reacting and stuff and there were just two moments of the most intense racism anyone's ever heard and like three people and you're around laughing me. away <laughs> <laughs> like yeah, robert like, de niro in cape fear yeah me and three people around me went jesus christ and i was like this is fun this is interactive <laughs> that's how they used to think <laughs> it's genuinely good uh like not racism uh see no. a movie with uh <laughs> with like I'm not this is a novel observation, but like there are definitely things that you will notice in a movie more just from seeing that everyone has responded in the same way. Like I think there's a thing with like Paul Thomas Anderson movies where he's insanely funny and he writes a lot of jokes into movies that seem otherwise quite serious. That if you were watching them maybe alone, you'd be like, that's a weird line reading for that character to have done. But then seeing them with a group where everyone's laughing, you're like, oh, this is actually quite funny. Yeah. Sometimes also, you need to be reminded that jokes uh- exist. <laughs> Yeah, the realization I had watching it was like, it's not that this isn't a good, it's like, it's a very good movie, obviously. But the problem with movies that men hold up as the best pieces of art ever made, it's usually not that that it's not that they're not good, it's that women aren't people in them. Yes. And that's part of why they don't appeal to us. Like, (laughs) one of the few female characters in that movie. You're not attached to her at all, but she turns up at a certain point and then she gets blown up in a car bomb and the whole cinema went, ah! and only because of the car bomb, not because we cared about that woman at all. Like, 
I'm just looking. I'm looking at the uh, at the IMDb top 100 here. Oh yeah, is it The Godfather? I actually haven't number seen one, it. Number one, Shawshank Redemption. There is a. Okay. Uh, oh, they're showing uh, that is, next week. There's there oh, wow. is. I'm getting through a lot of these. Footage. <laughs> there's footage of a woman at the start of that who then gets killed, kicking off the plot, and then I don't think you hear a woman speak for the rest of the movie. That makes sense. Say. I guess so. Does Number Michael's two, The Godfather. Italian wife have any lines of dialogue at all? Like when they meet, the like the chaperoned thing where her entire family is there. She Does- giggles and looks away. Mm-hmm. <laughs> <laughs> and then at one point she says, in, Ita- in Sicilian, I'm a good driver. You're just not letting me do a good like she's like i i can drive i'm great i'm gonna be a great american wife and then she gets blown the fuck up yeah uh, but we loved her so much at that brief time with oh. <laughs> that four oh. that four moments Di- diane keaton's in that movie and no one cares like <laughs> she's not not doing a great job but it's just anyway she's reduced to the point of being like like the the text almost dismisses her as being kind of naggy, even though she's kind of meant to be like the conscience of the movie. Yeah, she's the only one with good fucking points, I have to say. <laughs> but like the the dude viewing of that movie is like, no, he's doing some cool gangster shit. Let him do his stuff. Yeah, he's got to sort him... the family out, all right? Yeah, the family's got to be done. There was also a moment where um, James Kahn's, <laughs> not to be this guy describing The Godfather on a podcast, <laughs> no, but... James Kahn's character is beating the shit out of his sister's husband for hitting her and he's like beats the shit out of him and also there's a few moments where he like punches and the foley is like he's been hit but like the the fist doesn't connect um and he is like if you if you touch my sister again I'll kill you and me and like three women around me said to the people we were with you have to kill him now because <laughs> <laughs> Say what you will about the 21st century. Our mothers really got the whole like, if he hits you once, he will hit you again thing stuck in our brains. So they were pretty naive in the 50s, I think. They were like, this will sort it out. No. Yeah. yeah. I'm, I'm sure it's not like a deep seated psychological problem or like a, no. just an evil that lurks in me. It was like a one time thing. Leave yeah, your definitely. sister in his care. <laughs> yes. She will be fine. He has Stop been thoroughly told off. Her. Yeah. <laughs> Hey, uh, going your entire life without watching The Godfather, that would maybe be a crime? Lucy, it's time for Crime Watch. <laughs> yep. Genuinely can't tell at this point if that's the long version or the regular version. No idea. Can't tell no anymore. Idea. <laughs> uh, this is from KSL TV in Utah. After mum was uninvited to Utah wedding, family hired man to crash it, charges say. That man was me. Fantastic. <laughs> what a job. I would fucking love that so much. You would love to be a wedding, wedding crasher? crasher? 
like no, the film, the like, wedding crashes. No, more specifically, a like a wedding, or it could be any occasion, an occasion ruiner. Yeah, like to ruin like it. Yeah, okay. Professionally. Yeah, yeah. I don't. I don't want to like get in there and hang out and eat free food. I want to. I want to be a wedding disruptor. No, you're a professional. <laughs> <Yeah>. <laughs> that like genuinely just finding a way to be the worst possible person to the extent yeah, that no one around you can have fun. And it getting must... paid for it. Yeah, getting cash. Uh, last fall, a Utah man was arrested after trying to disrupt a wedding ceremony near Moab by claiming bombs had been planted all around the area. Ah, that would disrupt it, yeah. Yes, that seems That's not that much fun. To me. Well, yeah, can that's you not just like go a there and like, cause a scene or something? Yes, be like... They're sleeping together, just pointing at random couples in the room. Yeah, that rules. <laughs> Making sassy He's comments. He's cheating on you. Dump just him. T- yeah, turning up and being like, we, are, we have been having an affair for years. And yes. people are like, we have never, I do not know this person. Genuinely, <laughs> I, how dare you? <laughs> if it doesn't stick, move to another person. Be like, yeah, yeah, I Try have, it on again. We've been exchanging hand jobs for 25 years. <laughs> I've been pregnant with your child for a decade. (laughs) (laughs) Who knows what's happening there? (laughs) Uh, Now investigators say that uh, the man, Connor Freeman Sprague, beautiful name. Wonderful. Was hired by the bride's estranged brother and brother-in-law to crash the wedding. Right? So the mum was spurned from the wedding. A mum was spurned from the wedding. The bride's estranged brother and brother-in-law an unlikely duo hmm. so it doesn't seem like Are she's friends? in contact with much of her family no <laughs> for good reason hmm. on monday daniel m preston 38 of parker colorado and jeffrey paul hack 30 of tucson arizona were each charged in seventh district court with two counts of criminal conspiracy uh which are third degree felonies now so that's pretty immediately just stepping outside of the bounds of prank Yes. Yeah. That, yeah. Felony. Doing like a fel- felony. Yeah. It's, a, it's felony pranks. Yeah. Felony pranking on. I got felony pranked on by my bride's estranged brother. I <laughs> think mostly because that actually would be a good T-shirt. <laughs> I committed a third degree <laughs> felony prank. Um, <laughs> I think mostly because of the threatened like bombs and violence and whatnot. Mm. If you toned it back even just a, like a notch, I reckon you wouldn't ha- even have to go to court. You'd just be a nuisance. Yeah. I, th- I think if you just spread a bunch of like really salacious lies, it's not really like a crime. They can't charge you with anything. You can't go to jail for that. Like, if you did a speed run of going around the room and sowing the seeds of dissent mm-hmm. with, like, juicy goss that you made up, and then what, at the point where security asks you to leave, you leave, you've not Yeah, you've not done, done anything. anything. Mm. Yeah. I mean, you've ruined the vibe. Yes. But <laughs> <laughs> even if you just, like, like, sowed a bunch of dog treats into the wedding dress... <laughs> And then released, like, a bunch of really muddy corgis mm-hmm. into the wedding. Like, you, you've you not, like, hurt anyone. Yes. If anything, like, you know, on another day, being, co- like, covered in corgi puppies would be kind of a good day. But not when you're wearing a white dress and it's your wedding, you know? I think any good lawyer could make that argument for you as well. <laughs> People pay to be smothered by corgis. Yeah, exactly. They're not an aggressive dog. I don't yeah. see the problem They're here. round. They're round. <laughs> they kind no of get up to your points. face to bite you. They're so loaf-shaped. 
on August 5th, Sprague walked up to a wedding ceremony being held at the Whispering Oaks Ranch near Moab and told one of the wedding planners that, quote, he had been abducted the night before and that mm-hmm. an unknown individual planted bombs in the area and on him, according to charging oh, documents. Oh, I didn't do it. Somebody else planted the bomb. I'm just yeah, telling I, you about it. On I'm, my body. I'm wearing the bomb now. I'm wearing it, but I didn't put it there. Somebody else did. Brother. Genius. <laughs> You've gone about this entirely the wrong way. And All also, of bad. it's either not a real bomb, and that's going to become apparent immediately, yeah. or... You've had to make a bomb and strap it to yourself, which could go wrong in a number of ways. Mm. And instead of phoning people to be like, hey, by the way, someone strapped a bomb to me, you've walked up to someone and been like, I'm wearing a bomb. (laughs) (laughs) Isn't that crazy? Anyway. Don't don't look any closer, though. Don't look any closer. (laughs) Are you on the weirdos table as well? Oh, no. (laughs) Best friends table. Interesting. I'm on the other side of the room. (laughs) I was not welcome near the bride. Uh, Sprague was asked to leave and Grand County Sheriff's deputies were called but were unable to locate him. That's because you told him to leave. You, you don't, he left. Yeah. yeah. Just stand the in woods. the lobby. Uh... Just wait here. He's, he's out on the ranch making his body into like the perfect silhouette of a cactus so you can't see him just by scanning the horizon. Yeah. Uh, about 12.30am on August 6th, however, Sprague was spotted again and deputies returned to the area. Does nothing that just look weird to you. <laughs> nothing <laughs> good happens at a wedding after midnight. Yeah. You have to stop your wedding hard at midnight. It's one of my core beliefs. I think it's messy. Gets sloppy after that. Especially if the cactus come to life. <laughs> Especially if you see that cactus move. <laughs> if the cactus moves, the wedding is off. <laughs> That's right. Call it. Everybody go home. Goody bags at the door. Let's go. Let's go. Let's go. <laughs> the bar is open until the cactus moves. <laughs> yeah. I always thought there was a company I used to work for that did a Christmas party. I thought their their methods were good. They would have it like uh, in the city in Melbourne. They would let everybody hit the open bar really hard for like two or three hours. And then at like 8.30, 9pm, they would just immediately open the doors and say, everyone get the fuck out. Oh, get so out of here. Yeah, that's Go. a great. That's, that's a really good plan, I reckon. Yeah, they they would just do the you don't have to go home, but you can't stay here where we are culpable for what happens. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Uh, be gone. Valid. And so you could continue your night and everything, and you'd had a whole bunch of free drinks, but but they could just go. Uh, 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 Not our business anymore. Yeah, and that's well, that's how I think a lot of weddings out should go. You know, if you sexually harass a co- a coworker, a coworker, that is a. That is an outdoor issue. It's not a, we don't have to get HR involved. You've done that on your own time. (laughs) It's gone from a corporate issue to a party foul. Yeah. (laughs) I've seen work drinks go bad now like a bunch of times, like at the bar that I work at, just where the conversation starts getting like weirdly sexual, but by the most repressed people that you've ever met in your life. Office workers that have like no emotional intelligence, limited life experience, no social skills. Like didn't go to a party until now. (laughs) Yeah, basically. And they're Mm. all like 37. At one point there was, I remember looking over and seeing someone with like, just lying down one of our, on one of our couches, bad to start with, but also with, like, their head on the lap of someone who I know for a fact is their boss. And I was like, oh, oh this is not good. No. This is very bad vibes. <laughs> That's so bad. Yeah. 
just hey, not your problem. If this is though. your first time having a beer, <laughs> just don't make everyone on your team at work say whether they are a tits or ass person yeah, at like four thirty in the afternoon. Not a good if, move. If you've just discovered the game Never Have I Ever at thirty-five, today's not the day to try <laughs> it out. Day. Yeah. <laughs> Make some new friends from one of your Reddit meetup groups and do it with them first before Please. with your co-workers. Discord meetup first. Yes. See, I was, yes. <laughs> I was a theatre kid in country Queensland. So, like, say what you will about that vibe, and I will a lot, but I was not, I, you know, I was not doing any of this thing in my adulthood. Like, I was at several parties as a teenager where I would be like, you know, this isn't an orgy. But it's not not an orgy. It's not very far away. It's kind of just sort of like a clothing optional massage party at this it's, point. I was like, we're not having sex with each other, but like, th- like eight people are making out just like in a room together. Like it's yeah. We're theater people. We're all very connected with our bodies and with yeah, everyone else's much. bodies as too well. Too much, I would say. <laughs> yeah, you got to find a happy middle ground between repressed white collar office worker and twenty <laughs> and year old theater person. Sixteen year old theater kid. Yeah, oh, and like Lord. the the first party I ever went to with alcohol, someone started drinking Bailey's to get drunk, and oh, I was like, yeah. I'm oh. going home. <laughs> That's so rancid. I was I saw this happening and I was like, I'm leaving. I'm not watching you vomit milk later. I have to go. Very strong sense memory just then of watching someone at a this was when I was living on the sunny coast and like nineteen or whatever, eighteen and like just drinking and watching someone drink Baileys and Coke and like it splits instantly. (laughs) So it's just like Chunks of Bailey's that don't dissolve in Coke. Why would you put the... that with Coke? Is that a uh, thing? No, it's not a thing. It's oh, fucking okay. eighteen-year-olds. They got. I bet they, I bet they thought it was like a white Russian or something. You know? Yeah, this is a white Russian. This is. It's something. If, if you white are watching it do I'm that, I'm the dude. <laughs> if you if you're watching it split like that in the glass, what do you think it's doing once it gets in there? You know, nothing like good. That's... Nothing good. <laughs> That's like not a drink you drink. That's a drink no. that I make as an eighteen-year-old bartender. That's no that no one has trained me. And I go, oh, I have fucked Uh-oh. up here. <laughs> I'll pour this out and start again. I've done something wrong. <laughs> this isn't. I'm not. No one's paying nine dollars for that. You know. When you or, start pouring yeah. it out into the sink and half of the drink comes out in one big heavy lump, <laughs> it wasn't going to be good. That's personal error. <laughs> That's so nasty. Uh, this time, Sprague was stopped about two and a half miles from the ranch on the LaSalle Mountain Loop Road. During a search of Sprague's vehicle, uh, deputies found, quote, a substance, field tested positive for marijuana, a substance that field positive tested field tested positive for cocaine, two containers of tannerite, Fucking hell. a set of nunchucks, and a bow and arrow. It's a, it's a bow with arrows. What is uh, the crime? This man was absolutely <laughs> I can't have looking, at, <laughs> looking to do some Rambo three shit. Yeah. I've seen um I've seen a <laughs> bunch of videos of uh gun guys in the states Blowing putting putting tannerite in stuff and shooting yeah. it. Yeah, yeah. And like a lot of the videos are guys almost accidentally nuking themselves and all the people around them as they. Mm-hmm. They'll like put tannerite in a fridge or a 
or whatever. Yeah, saw some video of a dude who was acting very, very cool and very hard, shot something with Tannerite in it, which exploded, and this big fragment of metal has flown past and left a big gouge out of oh. this guy's head. Oh, no. Not, not, I should say, not like blowing his head off or anything, but boy, his demeanor changed as a whole lot of blood started coming out of his head. Oh, no. Yeah, uh, a man who's like, I can do anything. He ha- his, his, t- his tune changes when you start to see his skull. <laughs> yeah, yeah, from, from I, am, I am the wielder of death to, oh, my God, oh, oh yeah. my God. <laughs> Somebody help. Somebody help. It's, it's uh, fucked that, like, I don't know what the, do they sell Tannerite? Like, because you can just buy it. You don't need like a special oh, really? license or whatever. You it's just get it's, it. What is what's Tannerite? it for? So like, what's it for legally? It's an explosive that needs. Um, it's not combustible or whatever. Like, if you set it on fire, Tannerite doesn't explode. But if you shoot it, it does. Is it for like construction right. and like? I don't know what the legal use of it is, but it mostly seems to be for people to oh, fill okay. barrels with and it then says fire it's their used guns for at. Firearms practice. Ah, I'm just uh just found a video here where somebody is using it for a Tannerite gender reveal. Ah, <laughs> it's not legal in Australia. You'll be happy to know. Yeah, a lot of things aren't interestingly. <laughs> and uh, we're trapped. This is a nanny state. Joe Brandon, please come free us. Send us your freedom, Joe Brandon. I watched. Um, this is I'm I'm. I'm watching a lot of movies that men have for my whole life told me to watch. I watched The Big Lebowski the other day. Also a good movie. Also a movie men shouldn't base their personalities on because those characters are not to be, like, imitated. They're, yes. Anyway. And then last night I watched Superbad, which I also hadn't seen before. But there was this whole thing about spermicidal lube. And I was mm. like, do we have spermicidal lube in Australia? And I looked it up. We don't. It's not legal because it, it's got a 79% of, like efficiency rate, which is not high enough um, as a contraceptive. So I, it, I like a lot of the time when things are not legal in Australia, I'm like, yeah, that's for Fair a enough. That's fine. Yeah. yeah. That's such a low strike rate. That's is that one of those ones bad. where it's the t- statistic over a year of regular use? Cause like that. Yeah, and it's like perfect use as well. It's like no one's using mm-hmm. God you know, damn. condoms have like a 99% effectiveness if you use them perfectly and it's like 95 if you don't. But also I imagine if you used condoms and spermicidal lube, you'd probably be at a better, but the problem is I that guess. people don't. Yeah, yeah. <laughs> the reason yeah. it's not legal is because people are not going, oh, this is something I'll use alongside a barrier protection. Yeah. <laughs> it's something that they're like, well, clearly this will keep me safe from everything. It's like, I'm- nope. Also, just from like a health health standpoint, if it can kill a sperm, it could kill me. I <laughs> yeah. feel I'm made of the same. You're made stuff. of That's sperm. So true, I am a sperm. <laughs> You're a former sperm. I was a sperm, and then I got added to something else. It can't I was be good two, for and then you. I became one. Vaginal pH, you know. Surely not. Yeah, that doesn't sound great for it. It what doesn't is, sound like I you're not going to get a yeast infection. Active <laughs> ingredient in spermicidal lube. Let's go. Yeah, what is it? We find Let's out it's tannerite. It's tannerite. That's crazy. I'm just finding out about it. Nanoxanol 9. Nanoxanol 9. Nanoxanol. What do you think that is? Like DEET? I think it's DEET. It's full strength DEET. It stops it from moving. Oh, Okay. It just oh. paralyzes the It's a the paralytic. Sperm. Okay. 
that's that's fun. Oh, that's really interesting. Huh. Apparently, it's... Americans are using Tannerite uh, to make targets that they shoot at. You can buy Tannerite targets so that you know For when you've hit the middle reveal. of them and then they explode. Here's a story from uh, from cbc.ca. In the United States, people are embracing Tannerite, an explosive used for target practice, then posting videos of their exploits on YouTube. A recent video shows a young Georgia man doing just that. The video shows him take aim with a semi-automatic rifle at an old riding lawnmower packed with three pounds of the explosive. Quote, he started firing at this lawnmower, Joe Chapman tells As It Happens host Carol Off. I don't know if I've ever seen the surname off. We've in this podcast we've had the surname Hack and the surname Off, <laughs> and they should be a crime fighting duo. Yes, Hack and Off. Yeah. <laughs> well, in this guy's case, he managed it all himself. He gets about thirty yards away when he finally strikes what he says is Tannerite, and the mower explodes, and a piece of the metal from the mower just takes his leg off below the knee. <laughs> Fuck! Don't cool. do that. <laughs> This is what I'm saying. And also, <laughs> I don't like any article that starts with the United States is embracing because it's like, <laughs> what are they not embracing apart yeah. from women's rights and trans health care? <laughs> yes. They're embracing every other fucking thing. Like they have like eight. I get so frustrated because I was in Edinburgh last year and every time I'm in Edinburgh for the fringe, I have to engage with, Americans mm. who come to the UK and do jokes that were hack in the 80s of like, <laughs> oh, we're in England. And I'm like, we're not in England. We're in Scotland. <laughs> and if you go out on the street right now and tell that joke, you'll get your head caved in. Um, <laughs> and they're like, oh, the food's so bad here. The food's so bad here. And I'm like, well. Coming from you. My yeah. goodness. You're from America. <laughs> like, this is a festival. Like, there's lots of, like, food trucks and, like, fried food available. Like, but, you know, if you go in the shops, there are still vegetables <laughs> in the supermarkets. But, like, you have ingredients in your food that are illegal in Europe. Like, why? <laughs> <laughs> All right, you, this is... a lot of nerve, <laughs> America. We can make fun of both those cuisines, though. Yeah. yeah, yeah. We're allowed to. Do. We can make fun of the Brits and the Americans. Yeah, yeah. <laughs> I'm so capricious about it where I'm just like, oh, American food is dog shit until an English person is like, oh, your food sucks in America. And then I'm like, oh, American food's actually fucking amazing. Your food sucks. <laughs> an American person is Go like, English food sucks. I'm like, no, English food is great. They actually have a lot of really nice foods, a cultural tradition of making lovely food. Get it together, guys. I um I was in Perth a few weeks ago for the Perth Fringe, and I was staying in a youth hostel because uh, I my career's going it's great. Going great. Yeah. <laughs> and and also it's the first time I've ever stayed in a youth hostel. Um, and it was like me and just three other Irish women in bunk beds. And the the Irish woman above me was like, I just moved to Australia yesterday, and I was like, Oh, hey, welcome. She's like, I'm gonna go do my like farm work in the middle of WA and I was like, can you maybe give me your number and I'll just check in because, yeah. like, no one knows where you are. <laughs> like, I worry <laughs> about sending random Irish women into the desert. Anyway, I'm sure she's all right, but she was like, I told her that I was moving to the UK and she was like, truly, and not because she, ha not because she was stupid, just because she had never, ever considered it as an option before. She was like, I've never thought of someone going in the going opposite in that direction, direction. <laughs> <laughs> she's like i've 
why? And I'm like, oh, we have different goals. Um, <laughs> you want like cost of living and food and like a nice life and I want an arts career. So we got to swap. <laughs> I mean, that's a great setup for an out of place comedy movie where you just mm. do steal each other's identities. Like a wife swap situation. Yeah. More of a, like a life swap. No, no, like wife so swap. Wife. I think it's kind of like wife swap. The, the <laughs> what was that Selena Gomez movie? I feel like she was in like eight movies where she, they were, we're like. Swapped. Yeah, one of them's a princess and one of them works in a farm, but they yeah. look the same because they're both yeah. Selena Gomez. <laughs> yeah, it's like a parent trap situation, but with no parents allowed. No parents. Yeah. Just, and you're all adults. Just the worst parts of adult life, just trying to <laughs> swim through muck. And that was, was maybe the plot true. of the holiday, actually. Yeah, yeah. It. Yeah, yeah, it was. It, it was. Yeah. Uh, police also report finding firearm ammunition in the vehicle as well as a small plastic bottle with a paper sticking out of the top fashioned in a manner that was to appear like a Molotov cocktail. <laughs> was it like had flames drawn on it? Yeah. <laughs> That's what Dude's I'm rock, actually. Like, obviously, it's a plastic bottle, so it won't, it won't work because the bottle won't break when you throw it. Yeah. So, oh, it's a that's plastic like if bottle. your kid was doing a presentation about various explosives and you made a Molotov cocktail as an example for the like poster board. It's like a plastic yeah. bottle with, for like, their IRA poster board. Yeah, yeah exactly. Right. <laughs> uh, after his arrest, Grand County Sheriff's deputies were contacted by the bride of the wedding and several of her friends and family members who all noted, quote, the possibility of a conspiracy between Sprague and estranged family members. I love telling people about the possibility of a conspiracy. <laughs> oh, the yeah. Sprague conspiracy? That Robert Ludlum book? <laughs> Robert, Rod- Robert Ludlum writing a lot about nunchucks. The Sprague ultimately. <laughs> Jason Bourne could kill a man with anything, especially A nunchucks. plastic bottle with paper stuck in it. Yeah, plastic Jesus bottle, Christ. nunchucks, and Connor some cocaine. <laughs> Uh, quote, the reason for the concern of a conspiracy having occurred is because when the bride's mother was uninvited from the wedding, she called the bride and told her that if she is not going to be allowed at the wedding, she would crash it and that the bride would regret not inviting her. Right, so it's warrant. less of a conspiracy, more of a, like, we knew, we know like exactly direct, who did this. direct threat. <laughs> Very yeah. A to B logic jump I don't there. like that this article doesn't tell us why the mum was uninvited. Like, that's all I can think about. Yes. Yeah. What happened? Who did what to whom? Yeah, because, like, I'm on the bride's side. Yeah. 100%. Like, whatever happened. She deserved it. It was correct to uninvite her, for sure. Sometimes articles like this where it's like, bride asked woman to get facial reconstruction surgery so that she looks like the rest of the so that she doesn't ruin the look of her wedding where I'm like I'm not on the bride's side here I'm like yeah man maybe move further away from your family bride asks hotter bridesmaid to have surgery to become uglier before wedding (laughs) yeah like tattoo removal is it too much it's like yes there are so many of those. And like all the English tabloids, which are the, mostly the ones publishing these, always yes. frame it as a question. Like, Is to, this all right? Yeah, because it like farms engagement or whatever, but it's yeah. always, yeah. She <laughs> did judo moves on her bridesmaids because she believed they were stealing her <laughs> limelight. Some people think this is fine. Do you? Yeah. I would say it's a bad sign that if the immediate reaction of the bride's mother to be uninvited is like, I'm going to fucking ruin your wedding. Explosives. Yeah. 
Uh, when Sprague was further questioned by police, he claimed Hacked had told him to come to Moab and, quote, crash the wedding, the affidavit states. Mm-hmm. Sprague <laughs> denied being told to use explosives, fireworks, or any other device as such and said that he believes he was supposed to get too drunk and cause a scene. Uh, Sprague also denies any sort had, of payment. he just decided to have fun with it. Yeah. <laughs> just go where the improv t- took him, you know? Go above and beyond. Add a little <laughs> bit of pizzazz. They said, fuck the wedding, and he said, how hard? Yeah. <laughs> you want it ruined or you want it ruined, ruined? How many survivors do you need? <laughs> do, you, do you want someone to tell other people the tale of what happened at the wedding? <laughs> we can either make this small town news or like Wikipedia article level. Like yeah. what? <laughs> How yeah. do you want this to go? She's never getting uninvited. <laughs> we could get this wedding underneath the Challenger disaster in a list if you need it. We could go all the way. We could, he's like, I don't know if you, this is going to be a specific nerd reference, but has anyone read The Last Hero by Terry Pratchett? Oh, not for a long time, but yeah. But there's this bit where the heroes, they're going to the top of the like mountain where the gods live to kill the gods and they bring a bard along with them because they need him to write a song about the, like, you know, an ode about the heroic exploits, about what happened. This is he's like, I can I can destroy the wedding and I can make it into a folk song if you need. <laughs> In like a thousand years when we're post-technology, we'll be singing the tale of Sprague. <laughs> the massacre at Sprague. Yes. Truly. Look, I think I don't know. I, I still can't take a side till I know what the mother did. Oh, yeah. yeah. We got to find out. You yeah. know, she deserved it. This what might have been do? a Bridezilla situation. We don't know. <laughs> it could be. Could be. Possible Bridezilla something. <laughs> uh, <laughs> investigators downloaded Sprague's cell phone data. <laughs> Bad side. If like the feds <laughs> are like they're wiretapping you because of a wedding crash, you've wedding crashed. <laughs> Too Far hard. too hard. Yeah. You have wedding crash too close to the sun. <laughs> Initially, when the first thing was we found weed on him, I was so ready to just be on his side. I'm like, let the man smoke some weed. And then it was like eight other things where I was like, oh, no, never mind. That was yeah. um, that's almost yeah. an outlier. He's doing domestic terrorism, <laughs> actually. Yeah. Once you get to nunchucks, a bow and arrow and explosives, you're like, okay. All right, oh, pal. I forgot about the bow and arrow. <laughs> Not a good side. Also, even if he hadn't brought the nunchucks to ruin the wedding, <laughs> just keeping them in your car, red he flag. Shouldn't, he shouldn't mm. have them for sure, yeah. Mm. Like I have a cricket bat in my car, but that's like that's it's believable that I might one day want to play cricket, you yeah. know? <laughs> a little bit of beach cricket with some friends or when you absolutely have to kneecap someone in a life or death situation. This is the scene, mm. yeah, exactly. Yeah. It's, you know, looking at me and knowing me as a person – I've never played cricket in my life, but it's not an unreasonable thing to have in a car. Whereas nunchucks, that would have, you know, yeah, you know, motive. You can't play cricket with nunchucks. I you know that not. much. I've yeah. heard it. That's what I've heard. Don Bradman said it famously. <laughs> <laughs> you can't play cricket with nunchucks. Cue the John Williamson song. Let's go. <laughs> Uh, investigators downloaded Sprague's cell phone data and discovered that between July 14th and August 7th, he had been in communication with Hack and Preston and that there were, quote, multiple texts and phone calls with Sprague, Hack and Preston discussing Sprague going to Moab to crash the wedding and encouraging his <laughs> activities for that day. 
So you're going to go and ruin the wedding? Now I know how this looks. I am going to go and ruin the wedding for money, yes. I'll send you the itinerary for the things we want you to do to ruin the wedding. (laughs) Uh, Sprague was questioned by police again in November. This time he said that, quote, Hack gave him specific information of people that are going to be at the wedding in order to talk his way in. Sprague also stated that he asked Hack for $400 in order to buy supplies and a shirt. According to the charges. Two options. Like to, to attend? Like a nice yeah, shirt? Either a nice shirt so that he could, you know, match the tone of the wedding or he didn't own a shirt at all <laughs> before this. That's believable to me because the kind of guy who's like, I've got nothing to lose, I'll blow up a wedding. Yeah, yeah. he doesn't have a shirt for sure. Yeah, he has nunchucks thing. but no shirt, no shoes. He's getting service nowhere. And he's arguing that he should be allowed to everywhere he goes. Yeah. What's the problem, bro? I'm not. I'm wearing pants. Yeah. I'm we- well. I'm wearing cutoffs. I'm wearing denim cutoffs. <laughs> My dick is covered. That's right. Please serve me a palmer. <laughs> uh, Sprague was convicted in December of criminal mischief. Yep. Uh, and two counts of unlawful possession of a weapon tied to the wedding threats. He was given a suspended prison sentence and jail sentence in January. And instead, sentenced to three years of probation. Well, I would like to vote that criminal mischief is the ne- is the name of the folk band that writes the tale of this event. It's such a wonderful term, and so far, I think we've only ever seen it in like American crimes. It's just so funny to have That's a sort really of a catch-all. Yeah, like it, for like that is exactly what this is. <laughs> you were doing some crazy shit to the point that it was a problem. It was a little silly. <laughs> yeah, yeah. it was a little silly. Doing crime in a bit of a silly way. <laughs> Hi everybody, it's me, it's Theo. Now I guarantee you I'm more afraid of recording this promo than you are of listening to it, so hear me out. If you haven't already, maybe check out our Patreon. It's a great way to support the show, and it gives us the ability to actually dedicate time to this thing. You'll get all of our bonus episodes, that's over 300 extra episodes in total, and we'll set up a feed over there with none of these promos, so you won't have to hear this ever again. You'll also get access to our Discord, uh, which honestly has turned into a, a nice and funny place full of mostly normal people to hang out with. So that's patreon.com slash Vista. Check it out. I think that this guy could have benefited from maybe asking us first how he should have crashed this wedding, because I think yeah. he probably went mm. about it the wrong way. And we have Didn't a segment well. for when people... Don't specifically ask us a question, but do have a problem that we could solve. It's time for paging Dr. Lucy. If you find that you are having a little relationship trouble, just to pick up your telephone and dial in on the double. You call 1-800-317-5155. Now you're paging Dr. Lucy. Um, this this is genuinely a very naughty predicament. I'd love to know what you guys think about this. This comes to us from r slash cuckold. Okay. Uh, post is titled, <laughs> Wife Has Friends Owned Me. Bubba. <laughs> yep. It's kind of the point of it, right? <laughs> well, you'd think that, wouldn't you? And maybe it is or isn't. You'll be the judge. Uh, here we go. Very bold, strong start on this one. I married my sexy Asian wife last year. Oh, oh, I don't boy. like that phrase. Didn't like yeah. hit the E wrong. Didn't have <laughs> to add her race at all. Don't put, you don't have to say the race of your wife. It makes it very weird. 
Um, I'm white. She's Japanese. Both late twenties. Yeah, uh, we knew that. Yeah. For sure. Oh. I wasn't expecting another Japanese person to say my sex, <laughs> my sexy Asian wife. And if you know what, if it had been a Japanese man saying that, I would have been fine with it. Yeah. <laughs> Good for him. <laughs> Although I would not be fine with a white man saying my sexy white wife. No, that changes would be the tone. very, that, very bad. bad. Tone. Negative yeah. aura. Very bad. Yeah. That's the same vibe of a joke that I had to cut from my show last year because people thought it was too much about how I have the look and tone of someone who's look like my vibe is someone who's looking for like their perfect white supremacist wife. Mm. <laughs> Mm-hmm. <laughs> like like a I'm, the, I'm the perfect gal for someone with a lot of like traditional Nordic rune tattoos. <laughs> That's my their Pinterest boards all me, baby. It's not true though. You'd be perfectly happy with a sexy Asian husband. <laughs> That's true. I would, <laughs> and I would refer to him thusly, yeah. exclusively. Ideally, on the wedding day, I'd be like, "Would you take this man to be your sexy Asian husband?" <laughs> I do. Uh, we had a great sex life, fairly experimental. Um, oh, no. <laughs> okay. Yeah. Brackets, she once stripped naked in a swimming pool in front of my friend. Uh, and we have talked about cuckolding a lot, but have never done anything, I think. Uh, <laughs> you kind of, if you think, then like, you You're should being know. Cheated you, on. That's you just being be cheated on. That's yeah. not the same thing. If you're not cognizant of it. Yeah, like, I don't think that's, that's cuckolding. Just, yeah, you can't yeah. come to the knowledge that you're being cuckolded and be like, oh, I was into this the whole time. Like, yeah, there's yeah. a difference. You're can't being re- cheated Retroactively off. assign horniness <laughs> yeah. to something after finding out it happened. You might come to it in the moment that you find out, but you've not been coming to it the whole time. <laughs> Wink. Uh, since marrying, we have become comfortable. The sex became less frequent, but we are very happy together. However... In the last month, and without a word of warning, she has completely stopped having sex with me. I haven't seen her naked. She goes to another room to shower and change. Well, yeah, that's the bathroom. That's what I do that as well. <laughs> she goes to this mysterious room in the house that I've never used. What tiles in there? Weird. Uh, for me, this is hard, but great. Okay. I'm okay. turned on all the time trying to get a glimpse of her sexy bod, but I'm so frustrated. What kind of pathetic husband doesn't even get to see his wife naked? Oh, a really pathetic one. I think yeah. that's disgusting. <laughs> Don't know. He's listening to this and he's loving that. Or is he? <laughs> she refuses to talk about sex, but I think she's doing this on purpose. Either that or she has lost respect for me as a man and has lost sexual interest in me. I okay, think it might be the latter. Okay, those are not the only two options. <laughs> no. She might have depression. She might. There could be lots of stuff going on. She might have there's, grown a tail. Like- a huge a huge spectrum of reasons this could be happening. The fact that you think it's either she's doing a bit or <laughs> a sex bit. she yeah. hates me as a man is insane behavior. Like no concern for her in any way. Like, oh, oh boy. Okay. Also imagine being in that position, believing those are the two options, but that the sides are indistinguishable. <laughs> Yeah, like they're just the same. She's deliberately doing this. She is either trying to thrill me to no end or she (laughs) wants me dead. (laughs) And it looks exactly the same. And it feels the same. This is a a, a don't look at the porcelain man situation here. Don't Don't look into it. If you're enjoying it 
and it could be either. Don't collapse that yeah. waveform. Don't, don't communicate with your partner. Don't ask her what's going on. No. If you want the cat to be alive, but in opening the box, it'll either be alive or dead. But for you, you get the same benefit thinking it's maybe alive. Keep that box closed. <laughs> no fucking reason for you to find out other than care and concern for the woman that you love. This is the thing. Every Almost every Reddit post, I'm like, is she... In a coma? Like, why can't you have a conversation with her? Oh, that's like, the answer to all of them, right? Yeah, it's every like, just single ask, one. Just ask your partner a question. It's also like 99% of the time if like a friend is having like an interpersonal problem or whatever and they bring it to you and you have a conversation about it. The answer is almost always you need to talk to them about it, but no one ever wants to do that. The far no. better thing to do is to talk about it for days on end and agonize about it. And then because never, never confront your partner. Talking is awkward. It's hard. Even though it would probably instantly solve it one way or the other. Maybe just ask like a couple of million strangers in r slash cuckold. See what they think. Yeah. It's a it's a very strange vibe that we've got going on here, which is um like guy guy who and fair enough. This is in the the cuckolding subreddit, so I can <laughs> understand that that's how he's providing this con- this context. But yep. like. Guy who so far seems to be defining himself by like a series of fetishes mm. and and defining his wife by her racial characteristics <laughs> That's and everything. So bad. That's so So rank. like yeah, we've we've got this guy who's very focused on 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 sex and sex related characterizations categories uh, with his wife who refuses to talk about sex, but only now I think. Recent yeah, development. just recently. She's just so she's something just has it. probably occurred. I think yeah. we're missing something here. I think maybe, he's left something out. Maybe his wife married a guy who won't shut up about cuckolding. Well, yeah, yeah there's that. <laughs> yeah. That's true. Also, I don't know much about the R slash cuckolding community, but I don't think you're supposed to go on there and ask, am I being cuckolded? I am think, I currently being cuckolded? There think, is a shockingly large amount of that, actually. Oh. I, I spent a, a, a fair bit of time looking at it this week. Uh, for work. For work. This is what work I do reasons. for a job, okay? Yes. Um, and it's odd. Is that better or worse, Ben? Uh, I don't know. <laughs> uh, it's like a 50-50 mix of people being like, like uh, like letters to Playboy style things, you know, where they're describing a sort of a scenario sexual that scenario. Isn't happening. Yeah, like it yeah. might have happened, but maybe it's, oh, the, it's just a I fantasy. Oh, I had sex with my masseuse, and it's like, no, you didn't. Yeah, yeah you, you either didn't. In this one, it's my you... wife had sex with her masseuse. Yeah, yeah. yeah. <laughs> I um, yeah, I was uh, on a different podcast recently. Um, oh god, I just dropped one hundred things on the ground. Um, <laughs> That'll be fine. Probably. That was the fuck. That was. I was on a different podcast. I dropped a thing, a hundred things on the ground. <laughs> I left. I'm avant garde. Experimental. Um, yeah. yeah. And they were talking about a kind of spider that like detaches its own penis. And I was like, oh, that's like those guys on Reddit. And then I was like, oh, this is about to um, expose me as someone who talks to Tom Walker and Demi Lardner a lot. Mm, yeah. Um, <laughs> <laughs> because I know that there are men on the internet whose fetish is cutting off their own penis. And yeah. then when they do it, they're sad because they can't do it again. <laughs> and it's like, yeah, of course. Yes, obviously. That is a one and done kind of situation. Like, 
I I can't stress enough how you should have thought this through before you did it. It's so funny to have the like Alexander weeping no more worlds to conquer moment because you're looking down at the bloodied stump of your own penis. (laughs) I only regret that I have but one penis to cut off. (laughs) It's literally. God damn. But apparently the detachable penis spider has two penises, so (laughs) at the very least they get to do it twice. God damn. That, uh, yeah, it's like a real f- fetish, right? That's why there were all those... Before we had the internet and we could just have, like, subreddits where people talk about how much they want to do it and how they fantasize about it, there were just, like, random borderline folklore stories of, like, oh, there was that German guy yeah. who cut off his penis. And everyone's like, that's so crazy. We're going to remember that one story forever. And now you could go on Reddit and be like, See, like 80 guys talking about it. 12,000 people in this subreddit. What the fuck? Like that guy who, like, I feel like when I was in primary school, the, like, the story of the guy who posted that he wanted to eat someone and then someone was like, I want to be eaten. And then he ate that that guy. That's a beautiful story. I think it was a beautiful story as well. And then he... German as well, right? Is that a classic um, German cannibalism story? It's German behaviour. It's German-esque for sure. It's like Um, what we spent most of the first episode of this podcast talking about. Oh, is that true? I'm pretty sure. No, that sounds too funny for that early on. (laughs) (laughs) Damn. I I swear to God, if I'm remembering this correctly, this is the one where like he was cooking different parts of the body in different ways as well. Like he like stir-fried the penis. Well, you would. Yeah, you'd want to have some experimentation on it. Yeah, god damn. But then I think he still got arrested because yeah, um, a person who says they want to be eaten isn't mentally well enough to consent to being eaten. Yeah, it's a real catch-22. Which yeah. I think is unfair. I think so. Yeah. Uh, you can but- only take someone at their word. He said he wanted to be eaten. Like- yeah. <laughs> Bunta Vista, episode one, discussing the ethics of inviting someone over to cook and eat your dick with you. Oh wow! Now wow. I cannot stress enough: do not listen. Don't to go that back. Oh, no, really if the number you're looking at that. is below two hundred, no, below oh. hundred and fifty, don't do don't. it. Don't. There's like three good episodes before one hundred and fifty that um, ask in the Discord. They'll tell you which ones they have. I'm sorry to have brought it back to a harrowing. <laughs> well, no, we can probably handle memory. it better this time. Uh, let me reiterate. I love this situation. It has brought us very close, and we have no, a very lovely so relationship. Horny. <laughs> Your the wife further is apart we you. get, oh, this is closer. Like, I feel. Uh, he finishes by saying, "I'm wondering what's next up." Divorce. So, oh, now it's so funny that you say that because the first reply, the first word of that is just divorce. <laughs> yeah, uh, that's not a woman who's like. Getting you aroused. It's someone who is like slowly like pulling, pulling back away. from you. <laughs> well, um, so this person has written divorce exclamation mark. That said, this is pretty hot. I just don't <laughs> think it will work out like we'd all hope. We'd all hope. This is so fraught. Your fetish makes some situations very complicated to untangle. <laughs> Yeah, and you're yeah. getting advice from the exact wrong, wrong kind of people. Like, Although, pretty good advice considering that, like, this guy said, no, this looks bad, instead of just being like, holy fucking shit, dude. She thinks so you're hot. so hot. I wish pathetic. that was me. <laughs> she doesn't even want to like, let you Like, she literally does. Like, she literally thinks he's pathetic, I think, yeah. and not in yeah, a sexy right. way. Not in a sexy way. Yeah, but then sure. is, that, 
if it's more sincere, is that better is for that him? Is that better for the cuckold? Like I – all credit and in full fairness to r slash cuckold, I was deliberately looking for bad situations and bad advice <laughs> and 95% of the time – people would respond to unhealthy situations by being like, well, that does sound extremely hot, but I don't think this will work out for you in the long term and it will be very unhealthy. Like there was one where someone was like, um, oh, I just got a divorce from my wife of eight years and I was really upset and I learned that last week she went out and started making out with a guy and fucked him and then she told me about it and now I'm still pretty upset but it's very hot. And she knows that I think it's very hot. And I'm wondering whether we can maintain a relationship where we're divorced, but she's still cuckolding me well, by getting that's just fucked being by divorced. other guys. Yeah, that's the <laughs> ultimate. Is the ultimate cuckold is being divorced because yeah. you have no control over who the other person is sleeping with. Everyone weighed in to be like, maybe just break off contact because that sounds like it won't be good for you it in the long term. Doesn't sound very good emotionally. Nice. Call your mum, maybe. Yeah. Fuck. But all like, they, how do you disentangle those feelings of being like, I'm so profoundly sad, but this is making me so unbelievably horny. <laughs> the saddest boner anyone's ever seen. <laughs> the saddest, hardest boner. <laughs> <laughs> uh, another another reply here. She has lost respect for you and is obviously upset. Then he's done the face that's sort of the to colon and then a. A, a slash, so it's like a slash. crooked sort of Side grimace. crooked. Yeah. Uh, there's some that'll do it and some that just says no and it's the end of that chapter. So sound advice from that person, mm. I think. Uh, and the original poster has replied, no, I'm not sure about that. Like I said, our relationship as a whole couldn't be healthier. She has just yep. cut me off sexually, which is, a, as I said, I quite enjoy. Yeah. Okay. So you're just your you're, friends. Your friends you're, that live together. Your friends that live together, and maybe not even friends. You know. <laughs> I don't you know. know. Be I'm, sad. I I remember like that stage of some relationships you'd get to where you're like, ooh, uh, like I I think everyone can kind of consciously feel that that the enthusiasm's gone out of it. You know, we're just cohabitating. We're not, yeah, no one's you know. no one's mm. into it. Everything's just kind of cooling off, and and someone's just waiting for someone else to like pull the trick. You yeah. know, she's waiting I, for him to pull the trigger. Yeah, well, I, th- I yeah. think that's a very he's normal like, I'm thing, so horny. Partic- yeah, he's unfortunately <laughs> never going yeah. to. He's particularly in relationships. I love this. Like particularly in relationships when people are a lot younger, and I think like you know maybe maybe you haven't developed the capacity to like have have a sad conversation that will improve things in the long run. You know, mm. and and this lady's just doing the he'll get the picture, he'll get the picture, and he's just getting hornier. And hornier and hornier, loving it so much. Mm. Uh, I think that was technically uh, an episode of the podcast. Punta Vista, Grace, thank you so much for joining us. Uh, you are doing the whole goddamn comedy festival touring circuit, it appears, over the next couple of months. Uh, let me know if I've got the right of this. You're doing Melbourne International Comedy Festival at the end of March, start of April. Yes. You're doing one show in your beautiful home city of Toowoomba on yes. May 4th. Yes. An we entirely... will see how that goes. <laughs> yeah. Do you know, what venue are you doing it at? The the beautiful Empire Theatre. Oh. Uh, not the big room, the church. But um, <laughs> <Still>. <laughs> that, 
it's exciting because that's where I like spent all my time as an adolescent. I had my first kiss right right out the front of that theater, so it's oh, gonna be nice. My school formal photo is also taken in that theater. So wow, pretty weird kid to be honest. Too attached <laughs> to a building. But hey, at least. Uh... Comedy audiences in regional Queensland, very friendly, and I'm sure it'll be a great show. Hope so. A lot of my old teachers coming. Very critical of my school, that show, but uh, let's find out. Oh, fuck yeah. Uh, you're doing Brisbane Comedy Festival as well. Your shows are in about mid-May, yes. I think. Uh, and then you're doing Sydney Comedy Festival after that. Sydney Comedy Festival after that. Like straight afterwards. It's like Yes. Yeah. And then the next week, I'm moving to the UK. That's a... Busy goddamn couple Busy of months. Yeah, packing it in. And then, yeah, Edinburgh Fringe in August. So, Good Lord. So if you're in Toowoomba, Sydney, Melbourne, Brisbane, or Edinburgh, <laughs> check those out. Yeah, come along. The show's called Oh, the Horrors. Um, mostly it's called that because my producer asked me to name this year's show in the middle of last year's Edinburgh Fringe <laughs> Festival. And I was like, what the fuck do you want from me um uh, and yes and also because i'm trying to offset my cherubic face um because people think i'm very sweet and i dress um like a child from a picture book and then i do heinous jokes um and people are shocked so i'm trying to um <laughs> i'm trying to rebrand but i don't want to get a nose ring um, <laughs> just get a nose ring well, I'm thinking I might eventually have to because I am queer, but no one can tell. So if, if, <laughs> if no one figures it out in the next like year, I'm going to have to get a nose ring and a Joan of Arc tattoo. And I'm not happy about it, <laughs> but something's got to be done. So I, I asked my graphic designer to put a bunch of like bats and knives and spiders around my head <laughs> on the poster <laughs> to see if that would like offset its cherubic nature. I got a Reuben K quote that says she's outrageously dark. I'm doing everything I can to avoid nanas coming to my show <laughs> they love my face not my material i'm getting oh, oh, no. oh. Yeah. uh we lost her part way through the plugs which is why there is no more grace here but we are at the end of the episode um thank you so much for joining us freemium free brewery is it's done over it's fucking over so if you want those bonus episodes um you're gonna have to sign up to the patreon uh not mandatory it couldn't hurt Thanks for joining us. What if, what if it was mandatory? Though? It's not mandatory. It's mandatory. Should be. But what if it was mandatory? Should what if be. you had to? I think it's pathetic if you don't sign up to it. Yeah. What if no, we made you no, sit don't. in the podcast we, listening chair? <laughs> we have to say it's pathetic if you do. Yeah. Because that's the thing. Given that, us yeah, all your money, it'd pathetic. be pathetic. Yeah. It depends which one you like. It's pathetic if you do, but also... It's pathetic if you don't, if that's if that's what yeah, really... Yeah, you, you decide. Yeah. Tweaks your nips, you know? Yeah, let us know. We'll have a checkbox that says whether or not you are a pay pig and we will choose how we talk to you. <laughs> yes. Uh, we will see you pay pigs on the bonuses. We'll see everyone else on the next free episode next week. Uh, have a lovely rest of your day. Bye. Bye. Bye-bye.